So um, in the last podcast, we finished the second level of inspiration, which is a one level lower than the highest level. And we said that that motivator is the inspiration that wants to, to that for this person to wanting to do the daily accounting and the service of God and all the commandments. He's motivated by the reward that he will receive in Alam Haba, and he wants to get the best reward possible. And we discussed why it doesn't make sense to live life on cruise control and not work hard because you're going to regret it in Alam Haba. And now we're up to the third level, which he calls, you know, which means where most of the people of the world are standing today. <clears throat> um, so, okay. So now, but the most so we discussed, we just said two, the Ramchal calls them two very high levels. So don't be discouraged if you want to do something just for the reward. It's a high level. But the motivation for the general people lies in the matter of reward and punishment themselves that are given for a person's good deeds and bad deeds. Because why all people will be motivated to pursue good and flee from evil when they perceive how far the depth of the divine judgment reaches. Now, I'm going to say this is a really, um, this is one of the most intense uh, portions I find personally of the Mesosha Sharm. I probably will not be able to cover all of it in one podcast because it's just, it's, it's in depth and I want to really try to explain the best way I can. So just don't be discouraged if it sounds heavy or harsh or scary because wait till the end because the Ramchal really sums it up um, really, really nicely. So this level of motivator that's going to inspire a person to set his ways straight and monitor his ways is when he really realizes how far the judgment, okay, that a person gets for not doing the avoda or the judgment a person gets when he does a sin. Because we all know, right, there's always a day of reckoning. After we die, after 120 years, we're gonna to come to God and we're gonna to have to give an accounting for our actions. And we'll be held accountable, okay, for everything that we've done, good or bad. And they're gonna be weighed up in a scale and that's how we're gonna be divided on the reward that we're gonna get and, and the punishment we're gonna get. And it's a really scary process to think about. It's really, most of us don't want to think about it because it's scary, but it's scary. And we have to have a reality that's going to happen someday. So when a person thinks about that constantly, he's trembled, he's frightened, because who can survive the day of judgment? And who possibly could be vindicated for his creator? I mean, there's no one perfect in life. And we should know that a God's inspection of our deeds is very very meticulous regarding every matter, small or large. And so, our sages of blessed memory said, he recounts, it's very important, God recounts everything that we say, everything, every word that comes out of our mouth gets played back like a movie. Not only that, even idle conversation between your, you and your wife gets you know, displayed on the video screen. After 120, and you have to think about that. And his surroundings are extremely turbulent. All these are quotes from the sages. This teaches us that the Holy One, that God is exacting, even with his pious ones, even with Sadiqim. And now the and again, this is gonna sound this is gonna sound heavy, but you know, it really comes up and it really sounds nice at the end. But we have to think about that. Don't don't think that, you know. 
as parents or as anyone, we're humans, we think like humans. So sometimes we tend to overlook things. You know, I don't want to pick a fight, you know, with our kids, especially it's not worth it. They're doing this, they listen this, listen, I'm not going to fight. God is not like that. Everything, everything is accounted for. And he's going to give this example, even with his great ones. Avraham Avinu, Avraham Avinu, who was, he was called my, uh, that the Pasuk says, Avraham Ohavi. Kodesh Baruch Hu said, called him, Avraham who loved me. He did not escape judgment. He was in trouble. And I believe it's, it's in Parsha's Lechla, which happens to be this week's Parsha, where he said, I think it was this week's, maybe it's Parsha Da'ira. I don't remember. Um, but he said, um, he said, how will I know? How will I know? God promises him that I'm going to make you as great as the stars as great as the stars, as great as the sands, you know, tremendous nation. And he asked, and and um, he asked God, can you, you know, how will I know? Like he's questioning God. And it happens to be that the Mepharshim and all the commentators explain, there's a really deep, deep explanation to this question. And he was right for asking it in a sense, but it was still, it was still considered, you know, haughty or, 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 or um, chutzpahdik. To talk to God that way, how will I know? This is God you're talking about. So God held him accountable. How? He said, by your life, you shall surely know that your children, they will endure their exile to Egypt. And also, um, you know, he'll go to, um, you know, he'll go to uh, Egypt. And um, the, 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 the Kleist will go to Egypt and uh, they'll slave there. And also Abimelech. Well, uh, he had to make the, uh, he, he, he had to make a treaty to Abimelech. He did it without permission. And as a result, seven, he had to wait seven generations for his, uh, for the kids to, for, for, for Kleisho to leave Mitzrayim. Then Yaakov Avinu, Yaakov Avinu got in trouble for Rachel, right? Rachel said that uh, with the whole, uh, she, she said to bring me children, not to done. She said, she told Yaakov, you know, that give me a child. And God yelled at him, my God. I can give you children, like I, I, I'm not God. He was very harsh with her. Um, also, he got in trouble. So as a result, he was punished. That uh, what was the punishment? That uh, this is how you answer someone who's crushed. He tells Yaakov, you know, how can you tell him that he's crushed? She's crushed. You know, how can you answer someone like that? So he said, by your life, your sons will bow before her sons, right? So Rachel, we know, had Yosef and all the Shvatim bowed to Yosef. Also, Yaakov put Dina in a box. This is actually very, very interesting. I don't have time to talk about it, but the whole thing with Dina. Yaakov put Dina in a box when he met Esau, Parshas Vayishlach, in the beginning. He met Esau, and he was afraid that Esau was going to marry her. So his intentions were good. He was, his intentions were good. But he withheld a chesed. He withheld kindness from his brother. And he was punished for it because he was afraid that Esau was going to marry Dina. Would you want your child to marry Esau? I don't think so. So Yaakov was really justified, but the truth is, Kaddish Baruch Hu knew that Dina, her power was, she had tremendous influence and she could have changed Esau. You know, that's what the Mephoshim is saying. There's so many other things behind it, but, but Yaakov was held accountable. And guess what? He was punished. It, and the Ramchal words it nicely. You withheld, you did not allow her to marry someone who's circumcised. She will be married to someone uncircumcised and by someone who did not wish to marry her. You did not marry her in a permitted way. She'll get married in an unpermitted way. We know the story of Shem, she was raped and so on. Yosef, 
you know, because uh, the famous Rashi, you know, he told told when he went to escape, um, he went to his, he, he was in prison for two, he was in prison. And after he translated the dreams for the Saramashkin and the Sarayfa, he asked him, go tell, tell Parah, remember that I'm here. And he was punished for another two years because he lost, he didn't put his faith in, in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then Yosef got in trouble again because he embalmed his father after his father died. He put, you know, he mummified him in a sense. You know, he was like 70 days before he translated to Israel and he didn't get in trouble. And, and he didn't ask for shush permission for that. It wasn't covered a mace. So he got in trouble and he held accountable that he died before his brothers. Um, David Amelech was punished because um, he referred to Torah as songs. And it was a disrespectful way to, re to refer to Torah. And as a result, he was punished by having his simcha diminished when he brought in the Arun from Shila to Yushalayim and, they, and they, they brought it in. He was dancing, like so excited about it. And um, Uziah wound up touching it and he died because of, uh, because of the, uh, because he referred to Tyra's song, and also Michal David's wife. He was also in trouble. She got in trouble because when David was dancing for the, before the Arun, Michal told him, excuse me, is this the way a king should act? This is not like he was dancing like a Meshigana, like a, like a crazy person. And David said, who am I in front of God? So Michal was right in a sense because he's a king, but David knew, who am I in front of God? Of course, I'm going to lower myself. I'm going to look like a fool because I'm dancing. I have tremendous uh, happiness. And Michal, his wife, was punished that she only bore children you know, on the day of her death. Because Bio also... Um, he was. Uh, he showed the, the the treasures and the storehouses to uh, the Babylonian kings, and for that he was punished. That his servants, um, that his children became servants of the Babylon Babylonian king. All these and all these. So again, I know this podcast is a little longer, but the point is that you see God for, for great people. You still see you're held accountable. You still see you're held accountable. So it's a scary thing. We have to think about it. Like, what are we gonna? When we think about that, that's going to inspire us. We better shape up. Now, I just want to end off on an important note. Obviously, no one is perfect, and we're all going to have deeds to be accountable. Uh, you know, we're all going to have to somehow count a reality of our deeds and may even be punished for them and so on. But I want to tell you that Akadosh Barfu has an amazing plan. And he set up the world in a very healthy balance. And that's exactly what Michal is talking about. Because I don't want to say you shouldn't worry about something like that, because it's something you should definitely worry about. But you should just know, remember, there's Midas Arachamim. And we have to understand how that plays into all this accounting and to all these punishments. Obviously, these are great people. So you're saying to yourself, these people failed. Who am I? It's very discouraging. Please don't be discouraged. Wait till the end. You'll see it balances very, very well. We'll continue on the next podcast.